Welcome back to another episode of the Quantum Cast Chart Pack Edition. I'm your host, Ryan Kier, and today we're going to be looking at the charts of Enis Group, Grafton Group, and TLA Worldwide. TLA Worldwide actually is quite a popular one, suggested by many individuals in the community, and because we only had two for the chart pack today, I thought this is the first one all week and will be the only one all week, as we've been a little bit busy trying to get a couple of projects going. That will be coming out over the next couple of weeks and months. As I'd mentioned in previous podcasts, if you are interested in checking out some articles on charts of Walmart, Facebook, and Wells Fargo is another one, we've done them on our site and they're free to access. All you have to do is head on over to quantumresearch.co.uk, click the article section, make sure you're signed up. But anyways, for those of you who are not familiar with how the chart pack structure works, all you have to do, as I mentioned, couple of seconds ago, head on over to quantumresearch.co.uk, sign up, and then all you need to do there is make sure you're logged in and click onto our chart pack section on the right hand side of the toolbar. The website once again is quantumresearch.co.uk. You can find the link if you follow us on Twitter at quantumcast, if you follow us on Instagram at quantumresearch, or if you're just a general member of the public looking to get a couple of charts analyzed, well, we're going to help you guys today with Emis Group, Grafton Group, and TLA Worldwide. As TLA is the most popular recommendation that we've had, we will look at that in a little bit more detail. We have three subsections, or just three charts to look at. Uh, one weekly, one weekly in a little bit of more depth, and a an hourly thing, I think. Yeah, I think we're looking at the hourly of TLA Worldwide as well. But anyways... If you can make sure that you're logged on, that will help with this podcast as I will be guiding you through the PDF document that will be accessible under the chart pack section as chart pack 21 because today's episode is for 21 plus the bonus edition. In the morning we covered Emis Group, Grafton Group and Alba Mineral Resources but we didn't mention Alba as we couldn't really look at any important setups. We could just see quite a continued downtrend there that wouldn't really help with a couple of spikes in between but those are not that positive for investors we don't want individuals who listen to us our fellow listeners at quantum research to get sucked into those kind of positions so we're going to start with section one if you can scroll down on the pdf make sure you have chart pack 21 open and we're going to be looking at section 1.1 with emis group and the ticker symbol is E-M-I-S, with uh, chart 1.1 being our focus point at the moment. So, chart 1.1 shows a daily look at EMIS Group, we've mentioned here in the PDF, and there are tighter moving averages such as the 20-day and 50-day moving averages moving down, and that to me suggests further downwards movement ahead, and we can see that uh, the next major level of support shown by a small speech bubble that almost curves around the price action uh, and it shows that the 200 day moving average is around 1060 pence per share and we also look to see if that level was broken down here's a short setup right if you see a break below 10 pound 60 maybe short around 1050 1040 depending on your risk profile and target a support area of around 856 to 878 pence per share but there's also a level of support that we haven't labeled at around 960 pence per share 
but uh, we're talking about the overall trend. At the moment, the trend will likely be weighted towards that support area mentioned, 8.56 to around 8.78 pence per share if the 200-day moving average fails to hold. It has usually been a level of support for the share, but not too strongly. We can see recently that the price action, there's kind of a cluster by the speech mark where we've mentioned the 200-day moving average, a cluster of green candles. And that was a point where the price must have spiked uh, downwards a little bit just beneath um, the, the previous day's low that was made and did it again and it almost touched the 200-day moving average which is the purple line. The fact that the price bounced back up shows that there may have been a bit of strength but the fact that the price touched the 20-day moving average, the orange line, you can see a, a candlestick touching and then coming right back down and then you have the label of the 20-day moving average that shows that the price is in a chop so either it breaks above the 20-day moving average of around 11.50-ish to target the 50-day moving average of around 11.80, 11.90. And then you can target, say, previous highs as a level of resistance. That could be around 12.60, so 1260 pence per share. Um, there's a good amount of reward for the risk you're taking if you were to be opening a short side position say you open 1050 and you close uh, 850 you've got 200 points of potential value there if the price breaks above 20 day moving average though you have to see the 50 day moving average break and it is important to note that those two moving averages are turning down so there's not much of a reward for a long side position because this stock does have a spread that's not as tight as companies for example most blue chips most blue chips are like a fraction of a percent between each other the bid and the ask but in this situation it might be quite difficult to trade the shares at least on the long side on the short side if the 200 day moving average fails to hold we also look to see uh, whether we can evaluate a position but it is important to also do your own due diligence and look at tighter timescales before opening such positions. But before we finish with Grafton Group, I've seen that there is a decrease in the general level of volume. This is uh, towards the bottom of the image we've shown. We've actually put a curve. It doesn't really mean anything, but you can see that the peaks are getting lower and lower and lower. Usually when volume is decreasing, there's likely less interest and we can't really see a dominant side the fact that the trend could potentially be broken in a sense that it could be reversed downwards i think there's a lot less momentum than the price had had on the uh, upwards movement say from back in just before april march to april kind of period and then onwards to may and june and july where they made the highs at around 12.60 pence per share so I would only assume that the momentum is starting to die out in this stock and there could be grounds for a position to capitalize on this movement downwards. But hey, we'll have to see how overall market conditions affect it. And their report from earlier was fairly average anyways. They, they are basically a value stock. I mentioned their price earnings ratio. It didn't make them look that attractive. Grafton Group was all right with regards to their price earnings ratio. Grafton Group, in fact, did about 9% today. So that's quite cool. And now I hope to take a sip of a super malt. No, I'm just kidding. I don't actually have a super malt with me. 
because I have gotten through them at such a pace. I mean, I was Usain Bolt on the Super Bowls, 100 meters. Well, I can't really run that much, but I <laughs> went for it. And I looked in the fridge and I realized I don't have any left. I think I got through the four cases in about two weeks. Not the greatest. But anyways, let's go down to section two, where we're going to be looking at Grafton Group. Good old grafters. I think they're a building materials company, as we had mentioned earlier. And they have a ticker symbol of GFTU, listed on the London Stock Exchange. We have noted that this chart, chart 2.1, as we're looking at right now, shows a daily look at Grafton Group. And there are areas of support and resistance indicated by the plotted green arrows. So we'll look at the upside right now. We can see that uh, although the tighter moving averages have been moving down, such as the orange line, which shows the 20 day moving average and the blue line, which shows the 50 day moving average, they have been moving down. They have slowed down that rate of their yeah, drop. In fact, the gradient is starting to get less steep to the point where the averages could actually turn up, say when uh, the price looks to establish a level of support. We can see that the 20 day moving average, aka the orange line, is around 690 pence per share. This is just a rough figure, and we can see that that could act as a level of support and the price has tried to break through the 50-day moving average. Today it closed just above, I believe, or at least with the chart we're looking at now. I would be surprised if it closed just above, but say if it closes beneath, it has to break that level to have further upside. If it closes above, that level acts as support. So what was once previously resistance is now support for the share. And we've shown upside targets if say, the price were to be able to break the 200 day moving average, which is shown as the faint purple line. And that is around 779.2 pence per share. If the price could break above that, there's a major area of resistance around 920 pence to 938.5 pence per share. And this is shown by the green arrows near the block of text where we have an upwards pointing green arrow. Now, if you wanna look at downside targets, for say, I don't know, a short or trying to get a cheaper buy-in price if you're bullish on the stock, whatever really. If you look at the red arrow pointing downwards, we have a block of text surrounding that that shows a major area of support at 692.8 pence per share. That is what the exact 20-day moving average is at the current moment in time. And this was taken about an hour before market closed at 3.30 p.m. on the 30th of August, 2019, which is today, Friday. We could see that if that level were to break down, so the price went below 692.8 and properly held beneath it, then you'd look to see the price test support at around 625 to 644.5 pence per share. That's an area because we can't exactly pinpoint the level of support as the moving averages can change by the moment that I've released this podcast, but also over the next couple of days, say after obviously the markets reopen on Monday, there will be different bits of data being used on the 20 day, 50 day, 200 day moving average is in fact all of the things that we're using on this chart at the moment. So 
I would only assume that level of 625 to 644.5 would be where you could target if you're shorting on a breakdown around 692.8. Say you open at 685 on a short and you close at around 640, you got a decent 40, 45 points of reward depending on how the spread is at the time. But uh, if you open on a long, say a break of 779 spot two, and instead you open at 790, got a bit more security at that point. You can only assume that the price breaks above there, right? And holds. If it doesn't hold, you get stopped out at say 770. So you lose something like 20 points, which isn't bad. But if you open at 790 and you close at around 920, you've got about 130 points of reward. So it's decent risk reward on that position because you'd only be losing something like 20, 25, as I mentioned earlier, points uh, or pence per share if you were going long. It's a decent risk reward actually, One, 120 versus say 30 loss just to be safe. That's all right, on the short side, it's not really that uh, decent of a risk reward. So in fact, even if you're bullish or bearish on this company, if you are looking to trade it regardless of fundamentals, from the technical look, I can only see a decent reward on the upside, assuming the 200-day moving average breaks. The 200-day moving average is quite an important trend indicator. If you see the price break above the 200-day moving average, then it is an indicator that uh, could potentially tell you that the price is reversing. The trend is reversing upwards. Um, in this case, or, or reversing downwards if, say, the price had broken below the 200-day uh, moving average, say, back in July to uh, halfway throughout July, that kind of period, early July to halfway throughout July, the price had broken beneath the 200-day moving average, which is about where it is now, and you'd seen lows of 640 towards the end of August, which... Uh, in fact, not the end of August, 15 odd days before now, so mid-August, which is really, really interesting. It shows us a good indicator. Say if you went short at uh, the breakdown and you had a stop that was around 30 points above the 200-day moving average, you would have made, hmm, let's see, say you open at 7.50 and you went straight towards lows, which had been indicated before, in fact, as a level of support. Higher lows set up is inbound, in fact, connecting the two lowest green arrows to each other at around 640. You'd have made 110 points for risking about 30. Decent reward. Trading things like the 200-day moving average breakouts or 200-day moving average breakdowns seems to pose quite a bit of reward. Now we're going to move on to TLA Worldwide. We've done a FIB setup because this company doesn't have enough data for us to get a full view of the stock. So we put a bit of fib in to see if we can get any indicators from there. And we've mentioned obviously chart 3.1. This is just under section three where we've mentioned the company TLA Worldwide. We can note that the price has just come down to the 1.618 level of Fibonacci. And I can only assume that it is finding support around there. That's around 0 0.35, 0 0.4 pence per share. And it's likely that if we're looking on a really long-term basis, I'd like to evaluate a position for, say, a long setup. But once again, this is an example of a small cap. So small caps don't actually follow such technical indicators on such a wide view. So what we're going to do is go down 
to the next image, chart 3.2. This looks at the weekly setup, which I had failed to mention actually. The, this chart 3.2 and also 3.1 are basically the same thing, just with a line to show something different. But they look at the weekly setups and chart 3.2 looks at the weekly setup on chart 3.1 in further detail with an emphasis on the movement from the zero fib level to the one fib level and we mentioned that the purple line shows the range being divided it's almost as if there was a great level of support that was almost predictable back in 2017 in fact the price hit around 22 pence per share and rallied to around 36 37 before breaking down, creating a gap, but we shouldn't really follow gaps on this wide of a setup. So we'll look a little bit further down to chart 3.3. This is an hourly look at TLA worldwide using Fibonacci. So that is chart 3.3, the final image on uh, the chart pack for episode 21 plus. So what I can see is that the stock is range bound between the 0 0.618 and three, uh, sorry, 0 0.382 Fibonacci levels, meaning the price is likely bouncing between 1.38-ish to 2.02, 2.05, and unless it breaks down or breaks out of this range, the price will remain between those figures mentioned. If, say, the price breaks out above 2.05 odd, you'd likely look to target about 3.1 pence per share, which is the zero Fib level, if the price breaks down below 1.38-ish pence per share, then you'd look to target around 0 0.3, 0 0.35, as we mentioned earlier, maybe even 0 0.4. But uh, this stock at the moment has a lot of momentum. I believe they changed their name today. But um, what we need to find as the most important figure is buying on a breakout or going short on a breakdown. With these stocks, it's very difficult to actually go short. And I can almost guarantee that if you try and go short on TLA World right, right now, despite the volume spike over the past few days, it will be likely that you won't be able to find borrowable stock. Stock that basically individuals or entities will lend to you so that you can sh go short or whatever. I assume it could be a sticky holding, but at times a lot of these stocks are very liquid as well. If you look at the volume, you can see a bit of declining volume we should note that I've mentioned but it's nothing too serious it only assumes that this stock will likely spike whenever there is a bounce or in fact a spike in momentum and we can look back to August where there was a spike in momentum the price went from about 0.25 pence per share to about 0.6 pence per share and there was another spike in momentum around the 14th of August we were talking about the beginning a couple seconds ago. Now from the 14th of August, the price went from 0 0.6 pence per share all the way to about 3.2, 3.3 pence per share on the 20th odd of August, which is really impressive. Investors will have made quite a few multiples on this share. But um, what is quite worrying is that there was a lot of volatility. Imagine buying it at 3.1 right at the top and selling out at say 1.3 where the supports were tested. In fact, I'll have a quick look at where this ended today. Okay, so looking at the shares, we can see a range of around 1.38 to 1.86 for the day. The last price was about 1.7, but uh, that is the mid that we're looking at at the moment. Ask at 1.8, bid at 1.6. And to look through the last few trades, 
There weren't many trades at all today, in fact. Uh, 4 10 p.m. was the last trade that I can see here. That was at 1.699 pence per share, about 670 pounds worth. And the last buy was back at 2.09 p.m. at about 1.76 pence per share. So the reported spread is a little bit wider than what the actual spread is. Spreads around 0.07 pence per share. Uh, and also it is dependent on the size that you're selling. If you're selling say 250K shares, like someone sold at uh, 3.20 p.m. today, the 30th of August that is, then you're gonna get a much lower price. They got 1.61401, but somebody buying a lot more size would also likely get a higher price. At the moment, because there's more pressure on the sell side, you could buy a lot more shares than you could sell, assuming we're in the exact same situation at 8 a.m. open on Monday. But the price did close, as I mentioned, at a mid of 1.7. The last price was on bid at just under 1.7. So if you wanted to imagine how this chart would look like now, the price is above the 0.5 Fibonacci level. And so it is targeting a break of let's say 2.1 pence per share to be safe. And you have about one pence upside, one penny upside, which is 40 odd percent of an increase, which is decent if you are going long in this kind of share. But once again, you must tread with caution and mustn't forget that these kind of companies come with a lot of risk when you're investing in them or trying to trade around because it's difficult to get in and get out, uh, which is a phrase that comes up a lot of the time. In fact, the volatility being high and the liquidity being low seems to indicate exactly that. But anyways, if the price breaks below 1.38, say on the downside, because we have to give a balanced look over at Quantium Research, say if it breaks beneath 1.38, then you target quite a lower level at around 0 0.3, 0 0.35 pence per share. There's about a penny reward on both sides. It's gonna be really difficult to go short on this share, but if you are going long, you've got a decent bit of reward, assuming that the price holds, not just touches above 2.05, which is around the 0.382 Fibonacci level, but holds above it. So if you have a consolidation around 2.1, 2.2, you could give up a little bit of your gains to target the higher levels, just to be safe. Because what you would hate is to be long at exactly 2.05, and then close your position at 1.61 later in the day because it failed to break through that level of resistance. But anyways, that has been a look at TLA Worldwide and that concludes today's episode of the Quantium Cast. I've been your host, Ryan Kier. If you want to follow me and see what I'm up to, and if you're not already following me on Twitter, check out at Ryan Kier 2 that's my Twitter handle, and also at Quantium Cast, which is our handle for the company on Twitter and also the website if you're not already on it which would be quite weird because it would be really difficult to understand this podcast if you haven't used the supporting material alongside my voice to get a bigger picture of the charts that we've mentioned today I will summarize them again in order we began with Emis Group then Grafton Group and finish with a couple of charts a couple of cans at uh, TLA Worldwide. Thank you all so much for listening. And once again, your continued support keeps us going. 
We are a self-funded business and all the content we put out is purely our own. We write it from scratch, we plan it, and we go from there. We're looking forward to hopefully branching into interviews over the next couple of months, but as we set up a little bit of equipment and infrastructure, it'll take a while, but we've got a lot of interesting people that we'd love for you all to hear about. In fact, their stories make me wanna get up in the morning and do something productive. These are the people that have come from difficult backgrounds and have fought against things like adversity, illness, and importantly, naysayers. We need to all be resilient to this. If somebody tells you that you can't do something and you really, really love what you want to do and you believe that you can do it, assuming that you really believe in what you're doing, nobody can stop you whilst you're at it. I've been your host, Ryan Kier. Until next time.